Hi, you're listening to Novel Ideas on WRBH, a weekly discussion of all things literary. My name is Candace Huber, and I am your host. And today we have Amy Foster with us. She is the author of the Rift Uprising trilogy. So hi, Amy. Welcome. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. And well, not here, like in virtual space <laughs> right. of radio here. It, on the internet space. On the internet space. <laughs> and I um, sound a little husky because I was at Comic-Con this weekend. Oh, were you? Were you at San Diego Comic-Con? Yeah. How was yeah. that? It was amazing. I bet it was. It so was. incredible. I did a panel on moving beyond the strong female character, but then I went with a friend who's an actress, and we went to the EW party, and it was amazing. Oh, my gosh. I'm so jealous. That sounds awesome. I mean, awesome. I was jealous of me, and I was there. Right? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, every person from every show I love is, like, in one space. Is all there, right? Yeah, it was crazy. I've never been to San Diego Comic-Con. I've always wanted to go, but I've never actually gone. I, w- I feel like you could go as like bringing your show there and talking to writers. You could completely go. That would be amazing. Like I would not even I have remotely. So much I mean fun. you have to, you know, work and interview them. Well, right. But it's not but really like, work you, for me. You know, I you think do it's the same cool. thing. You could say like we're doing a live from Comic Con thing. Exactly. I, totally I think that it. would be so much fun. Yeah. So uh, so just to let my uh, listeners know a little bit about Amy. Um, so Amy has a a trilogy and th- is this your first trilogy, your first series? My first series, not my first book. I wrote okay. a book in 2009 called When Autumn Leaves. Okay. Um, but this is my first trilogy, yeah. Trilogy. Okay, great. And uh, Amy, so Amy was born in Victoria, Canada, correct? And, right, Victoria, uh, British Columbia. British Columbia. Okay. And she uh, went to American University, though, in Washington, D.C., and took a course in creative writing with renowned poet Ann Dar, which I think is amazing. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, she was cool. And that uh, changed the direction of her life. And so when she graduated, Amy moved to London to hone her literary skills and wanted to get a collection of her own poetry published. And there she met producer, and how do you pronounce his last name? Martin. Terrific. Terrific. Like okay. Got it. Um, it was, it's cool. It's an amalgamation of his wife's name and his name when they got married. Oh, interesting. That yeah. is really cool. Yeah. And so, uh, so you wanted him to put some music to your poetry, and then they found they made a groundbreaking spoken word record, which I think is really, really cool. And it turned Amy's focus entirely to music. And so then she became a lyricist. Yeah. And has have worked with a lot of artists, which I think is really cool. Everyone from Michael Bublé to Destiny's Child. And yeah. I think that's great. Josh Groban, one of yeah. my favorites. And um, so she's worked with a lot of people in the music industry. And so what made you, I guess my first question is, is what made you move back from the movie, m- music industry, if I can talk today, to writing again? Um, you know, I think I've always been a storyteller, so I think that that was the first thing. Um, I think I got into the in the music business because it was kind of like the family business, and in my it was so messed up. And you know, when you're young, you think you can do anything, right? So I was like, oh, I need to get a job. I know I'll get into the music business. That'll make me money. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was almost like I didn't know any better, right. which was a great like it, it was sort of a fearless attitude to take towards it. Um, uh, but then as I grew older and as I got more life experience and had different stories to tell, uh, I really went back to fiction, which I loved. Books growing up were my sanctuary. So 
I just had all these stories and you know, people come up to me all the time and they say, how do I become a writer? And I say, write one page a day for a year and you have a book. Right. You know, it's not, I mean, it's hard, but it's not as hard as you think it is. Right. Maybe I'm sort of revealing the mysteries there, but. <laughs> all of the secrets. <laughs> There's the secret. And so how did you get the idea specifically for this uh, trilogy? So first I saw the girl, Ren, the protagonist, like fighting, but fighting fiercely and mm. without being sorry and also without being overtly masculine. This is something like at Comic-Con we talked a lot about, about these tropes of the female warrior, which we see in Wonder Woman and stuff now, where how do we create that female warrior character? Because she's not just a guy with boobs. Right. She brings something else to the table as a female warrior, a sense of empathy, intuition, and at the same time, she's not apologizing for punching you in the face or shooting you in the stomach, but she's still different. And so that was where it sort of started. And then I love physics, so once I brought the multiverse in and an infinite number of Earths, it sort of grew from there. And then I have a teenager, well, I have two teenagers at home, and I wanted the dialogue to sound like the kids that were actually talking in my house. Mm-hmm. And that was important to me, too. And so, so about, so tell us a little bit about the book and about this main character, who I think is fascinating. Yeah, so she's Rin, and um, she's 17. She lives in Battleground, Washington, and she's part of a team of citadels, and they're called citadels, and they have been cybernetically enhanced, so they're super strong, uh, to guard a doorway to the multiverse. So they never know what's going to come out. So it's sort of, it's like a flash of lightning on another Earth, and it dumps them onto our Earth. And so it could be like other human beings, or it could be snake people, or tree people, or dinosaurs, unicorns, mm -hmm. you name it. It could be anything, because mm -hmm. that's the cool thing about uh, the multiverse and quantum physics is that anything is possible. That is true. And so this uh, main character, what made you want to write a book for teenagers, a YA book? Like I said, you know, it was kind of a frustrating thing where I love YA. I love Judy Bloom. Did you read Judy Bloom? I did read Judy Bloom, yes. Right? I remember Forever. Remember the book Forever? I do remember Forever. And it was like so, like you felt like so naughty reading it. It's true. There was another book called, what was it? It was something with Sisters. And Summer Sisters, something like that. Um, oh, that Judy wrote? Yeah. Yes, exactly. And uh, and it was another book that it was like, oh, this is good, but like I can relate naughty. to it, but also naughty. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, you know, Judy has this amazing way of writing, in, you know, using the colloquial that like teenagers, you know, they, they sound like that. They right. do those things. And it's not that I don't love, you know, um, Katniss. I do. Everyone loves her. But, mm -hmm. like, she doesn't really act like a normal teenager. Right. She doesn't. Um, and so I wanted to have a bunch of teenagers that, like I said, sounded like the teenagers that were in my house. And most importantly, from, like, a meta level, you know, they understand that they're, like, the, totally the wrong people for this job. Right. <laughs> right. Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, why did they put us in charge Yeah, why did they put us in charge? <laughs> Um, and, of course, there's a reason for that because the bad guys did it, but you don't really know who the bad guys are. And then because it's a trilogy in the second book, Rin goes through the multiverse, and then we get to see these different iterations of Earth mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, what an Earth would look like if the Roman Empire never fell, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, and uh, then and then it, does, it gets into kind of alternate history type stuff, like you're saying, like what if 
these things would never happen, what would Earth look like? So how was that imagining, you know, your world building is so amazing in these books. And, and what was it like and how did you sort of imagine all these other worlds? Lots of interesting research, and um, which was super fun. I'm also a history buff, so that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, again, of evolutionary biology took, you know, a, a leading role in all of this as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's so the first book is is YA with a science fiction bent, but it's not. I mean, there's a lot there's science there, but it's not like heavy on the science, right? And the second book is almost more fantasy mm. in a weird way, mm-hmm. even though there are robots. I like robots. <laughs> the robots Go are there. On. <laughs> um, there has to be robots, of course. Robots forever. <laughs> uh, but then, um, and then the third book, finally, which I've just finished but hasn't been edited, is really how I bring it all together and, and Rin figuring out like who is the bad guy. Okay, we got to fight. So who do we fight? And um, without spoiling, I can't really spoiler anything else. But yeah, so that's what the third book is about. Okay, awesome. And and so why did you choose to have and and whether this is a silly question or not, how did, why did you choose to have a female lead um, versus a, a male lead or another type of lead? Well, again, I think it, it sort of harkens back to that. I really wanted to, what I was talking about before, I really wanted to examine what a female warrior would bring to the table that would be different than a man, a mm-hmm. boy. And I also wanted her to be unapologetic about the violence that she has to perpetrate because that's her job. Right. And so, and I, and I think while I was doing this, what I found was that a woman isn't any less likely to pull the trigger, but how she deals with the aftermath of the violence is different than a guy generally, mm-hmm. and that she's more likely to talk about it and not compartmentalize it compartmentalize the aftermath of it and to discuss it. And um, a guy is sort of maybe more likely to keep it, I don't want to get too like gender binary, but right. like, to keep it to himself. So um, that's sort of why, uh, one reason that I did it, because I wanted to create this really fully fleshed out female warrior. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that's awesome. And I think that there is a lack of that in, in sci-fi fantasy and there it's getting to be more and more, but also yeah. I, I feel like a lot of the woman warriors that we see at any age in sci-fi fantasy at specifically age, yeah. are very, you know, have, have a lot of masculine qualities. And so we, have, we yeah. don't see like a lot of like feminine, of masculine. right? Exactly. Or, where it's the opposite, where they're constantly, like, crying about it. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, my God, I had to shoot you. I feel so bad. Right. <laughs> um, and I think that that's something that we as women grapple with ourselves. I mean, most of the women that are writing, I mean, it's mostly women that are writing this, but I think that we're grappling with how do we, we're, you know, where's that line? Right. How, how are we supposed to deal when we look at a woman who is incredibly violent? It's, it doesn't quite sit right with us because we don't necessarily think of ourselves as warriors. Right. Um, I mean, we fight for our family and we fight for love, like Wonder Woman, or we fight forever. But fight, fighting for the sake of, like, truly being a soldier, I think that's difficult for us. We don't, you know, we were just, like, allowed in com- combat, like, five minutes ago. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so it's not like, <laughs> I think it's hard for us to imagine only because it's not reality. Right. Um, and, and it's becoming, I guess, more and more of a reality 
And so I yeah. think that books like this are important so that we can examine that. Absolutely. And so uh, kind of moving into a, a, a different sort of space, what type of books do you normally like to read? What's on your nightstand? You know, what, what are the things that entertain you? I read everything. I read anything, everything. I read mysteries. I read cozy mysteries. I read historical romance. I read romance. I read biographies and memoirs. I mean, I just read everything and anything. Uh, I, it was really difficult to find <clears throat> the balance because I would write all day and then I wouldn't feel like reading. And so now before I even sit down on my computer to write, I take you know, half an hour or an hour and I sit down and I, and I write and I say, I mean, I read and this is my reading time. Mm-hmm. Because it was getting to a point where I wasn't reading at all and I was like, why am I even doing this if I'm not able to read anymore? Right. And, and so how many books do you typically read at once? Are you a one book at a time person? Uh, one book at a time. Oh, yeah. One book. <laughs> I, uh, I like reading a whole lot of books at once. Uh, That's amazing. And how do you even do that? You know, I don't know. I guess I've kind of always done it since I was a kid. I've, I've read like 10 or 12 books all at a time. And so, so it's like literary ADD. I, yes. It's like, okay, I will read like a chapter of a book and then I'm like, okay, but I have to also read this other book. And, and it's easy for me to, to pick up a book and be in that book and then put it down and pick up another book and be in that book. So a lot of people are like, well, I can't keep track of all of that. And I tend to blur books together. And for some reason, my mind is able to easily compartmentalize the books that I'm right. reading. So. I'm like monogamous. I'm like a protagonist <laughs> monogamist. Right? Like, <laughs> I'm with you with right them. now. <laughs> I can't, like, cheat on them with another protagonist. Like, right. I have to stick with them. Yeah, and I and I like variety. I even like that in my food. Like, when I go to eat sushi or whatever, I have to have, like, a whole bunch of different types of things. Even and I end up spending, like, all this money, and it's like I'm never going to eat all this food, but I just like having choice. That's amazing. I don't though. know. <laughs> That's great, though. That's good. Yes. So uh, one more question for you. Sure. If you could have the president read any book, what book the would president? that be? Yes. I'd like him to read a book. Right. Just any book. <laughs> Literally like, any book. The cat in the hat I would, I would be happy with. Right. Green eggs and ham. Right. Like just anything. I um, mean, you know, it's, I don't want to, I mean, obviously that's a, hor- I mean, whatever. That's, it is. That, that's like a weird, um, if, if, if it was like uh, Barack Obama, let's just say, like uh-huh. an actual president that right. wasn't a reality television star, um, because we know from, from interviews that Donald Trump does not read. That's true. Uh, um, I would say my book, first of all. Oh, perfect. I would just say my book. Yeah. I, mean, I would just go ahead and, and, and do the hustle. And right. Do, like, read mine. And I respect that fully. I don't know. No, I think that that's awesome. (laughs) I think that that's amazing. And then, like, tweet about it. Yeah, and then be like the president and then, like, read my make book. Make sure that the cameras catch you holding my book. Right, exactly. That's <laughs> that's perfect. Actually, that's a perfect answer right there. Uh, so, I'd be like a bestseller in like two seconds. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. But Donald Trump is not allowed to do that. Uh, you do not him. And right. Like we'll wait. We'll wait a little while. To see. <laughs> Um, so thank you for joining us today, thank Amy. You. We're out of time, but can you tell people where they can find you online? Yeah, I'm at Amy S. Foster. Like S, my middle name is Skylark, so oh, I know that's a whole other discussion. That's cool. Uh, but it's amysfoster.com, okay. and my handles for uh, Twitter and Instagram are Amy Foster here. 
I'm verified. So there have been some weird accounts that have pretended to be me and various members of my family. It's quite entertaining, actually. Um, Interesting. But they pretend to be all of us talking and having a great relationship online. But I am verified. So there's only one me and it's Amy Foster here. Okay. Amy Foster here and amysfoster.com. That's correct. Awesome. And so everyone, and you can find the Rift Uprising trilogy at your local bookstore. I always encourage buying local and not off of Amazon, but I guess if you really wanted to, I'm sure it's there as well. But buy from your local bookstore if you can. Please get it. Right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Buy the book and it should be available everywhere books are available. Thank you for joining us, Amy. Thank you.